This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, where we uncover the truth, one guest at a time. For those who dare to seek, Veritas is the place where they shall find. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you are keeping Veritas alive. Tonight's special guest is not the one announced last week. For that reason, I may just tell you to visit our website for updates on who the upcoming guests will be. Why? Because they may change. You may remember how Cliff High was going to be with us last week. But because of an incident beyond his control, and those of you who follow the story know what I mean, he could not be on the show. Then tonight, we were supposed to have Antonio Cuneus. But a few things happened. Let me tell you, tonight's special guest is renowned researcher, journalist, and author, Daniel Estelin. He's the one who brought the Bilderberg Group to the public limelight. Daniel will be with us shortly. The reason for the switch was that Daniel could only give us a certain amount of time. 
due to the number of interviews he does on a daily basis. Then I heard from James Fox last night that he was driving back home to California from New Orleans. So I scheduled an update with him. That way, we could complete the usual time between James Fox and Daniel Estlin. So in case you were wondering, that is why things got changed. You will find tonight's show very, very informative. To listen to the complete version of this and all our past and future shows, become a member. You will receive immediate access to all our inventory of shows. That's 86 episodes to date. A few bonus interviews, the very desk private chat room, and the Manticore Forum. Just head on over to our website, veritasshow.com, click on subscribe, and take Veritas with you. And the metal-cased 8GB USB drive containing all of Season 1 and a few bonuses for you is now for sale. And it has become, in just a few weeks, the most popular Veritas item. Do you want to know what it contains? Okay, I will tell you. How about all shows for Season 1? That's 56 episodes all in CD audio quality. Sergeant Clifford Stone's government UFO files, including some he just forwarded to me last week. The transcript for our premiere episode with Milton Torres, which includes how Veritas was born. FBI and CIA, the classified files on Tesla, Einstein and Von Braun, and lots of survival ebooks. And with the space that was left, I included all the music of season one. So if you remember the music that was played last year, you got it. So don't wait. We are here, loaded with great material and ready to be shipped out to you. For more information or to order, visit the Veritas store on our website. And before we go to James Fox... Let me share some information with you. According to CNN, 1.8 million gallons of Corexit have been sprayed in the Gulf of Mexico area. I also received a report that shows that some of the majority shareholders of Nalco, the company that manufactures the dispersant Corexit, are Warren Buffett, Maurice Strong, Al Gore, and George Soros. Are you connecting the dots? Then this afternoon, James Fox sent me a copy of a 12-page report showing the lab results of the samples he submitted last week. I have included that report at our forum. But let me summarize it for you. This is very important. Overall, the water sample contained a surprisingly high concentration of propylene glycol, between 349 and 417 parts per million, indicating the presence of an even higher level of corexit, of which propylene glycol is only a part. These results are consistent with the evaporation of volatile components from oil to leave tar balls and an especially high concentration of the dispersant on the surface of the water. Toxicity tests have shown that a concentration of 25 parts per million of Corexit 9500 in oil-free water can kill most fish and only 2.6 parts per million of Corexit has the same effect in the presence of dispersed oil, which is the case with the analyzed sample. Now listen to this. The considerably higher corexit surface water concentrations implied by the propylene glycol concentrations in the analysis suggest that humans may receive a harmful exposure to these chemicals and disperse oil by swimming in the water or inhaling the sea spray. Overall, 
this water analysis suggests high corexit concentrations in surface water near New Orleans that suggest a public health hazard that should be taken seriously along the entire Gulf Coast. Now, folks, this is not hearsay. This is not rumor or conspiracy theory. This is the result of tangible evidence in the way of samples provided to this laboratory for analysis. And what you heard is proof of how dire this environmental disaster is to humans and the entire ecosystem of the Gulf region. Do you think the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, will share this with you? Think again. And folks, remember that the only way James Fox and I can provide these updates is if you support our efforts. For James, go to his website, buy a DVD. And for us, subscribe and become a member. We are not the mainstream media and don't have sponsors or donors. We're not even alternative media. We are your media, the people's media. And people like you can keep this movement going. So I hope that if you're listening to this latest report and are not a Veritas member, I hope you become one. We're counting on you. And now, let's go to James Fox. Hello, James. How are you? Good, you guys. Sorry. Sorry about that, Mel. I'm just, I'm just positioning myself. No problem. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, we've been following all your work. And, and I have to tell you, on behalf of, of everyone who has watched your videos and has listened to you over the past few weeks... I want to thank you. You've done a, a great job, and you, you've put yourself in danger many times. So I want you to know that uh, there's not enough thanks uh, going your way. Hey, I, I, I really appreciate that. I mean, it's, uh, it's been extremely challenging, um, really hard. It was like, my, you know, I went down with my, with my sister for a couple of weeks. I've been down there twice for two, both two-week stints. Last time we uh-huh. drove, because we, we stopped off at a lot of different states along the way. On Texas and Louisiana and Mississippi and Alabama and Florida, um, and my sister's throat was burning the whole time, and she was coughing, and uh, there's huh. definitely something uh, in the air down there. Uh, I mean, I could smell it. I wasn't uh, as as um, prone to or like, uh, affected by it as she was, but um, all sorts of really interesting developments. I don't know. Did you guys see the? Excuse me, by the way. I'm sorry. I've only slept literally about two hours. We drove through the night, got back, and then, uh, then the, the lab results came in 12 pages long today, which I've been waiting for for about five days, and everybody wanted them, so I had to, I had to set up a link so uh, people could get access to them. I don't know if you've uh, put that on your website or not, but that's something that your listeners should definitely have access to. It's not yet. I will. I will. But I wanted to push you to go to sleep uh, this morning so you could uh, be rested. But the last time we spoke, uh, James, uh, we you were in Alabama and Corexit was being sprayed very close to people's homes. A lot has happened since our last conversation. Can you give us a summary, a recap? And I know you got just home from to California this morning, driving all the way from New Orleans. Take it from the last time we spoke. We, um, we've been getting rumors. Well, first of all, we decided to do a bunch of our own testing, as you know, um, water testing. We took samples from Grand Isle. On the shores of Grand Isle, we also hooked up with a BP worker who will remain nameless, but he provided us with samples taken from about 20 miles out, and we sent those samples to a couple of different labs. The first lab came back with uh, very disturbing results of um, very, very high levels I guess it's, uh, I can read it directly from the report, but 
basically there are a lot of elements within Corexit, and one of the uh, things they were looking for was propylene glycol, and mm-hmm. that's, um, that's a known agent in Corexit. And I guess the, the safe level are, are 25 parts per million of Corexit 9500 um, is known to kill most fish. And the results came back at between 349 and 417 parts per million, huh. which would indicate a presence, uh, a much higher level of Corexit. So it's, and remember that propylene glycol is just, it's just one part of, of the elements in Corexit. And he also found something very disturbing, which we, we talked about this morning. There's uh, other volatile contaminants in, he has not been able yet to identify, um, but these compounds apparently are amazingly, the way he described it to me, it was very effective in stripping greases and sealants off the equipment. Mm-hmm. And he said it would just dissolve everything it came in contact with. Um, so he wants to see what, he's going to do some further analysis on that, what that would do, for instance, to you know, the fish or even our skin. Because there are complaints when I talk to, and pretty much every beach people would go in the water and they'd talk about it would burn. Right. And obviously the concentrations are different in different locations, you know, obviously, but we took random samples, and this came back. So it's very, very disturbing what they're putting in the water. And his estimation, it was, it was just speculation, but the, the, the lab guy I spoke to, uh, he felt that this substance would take at least 50 years to break down. 50 years to biodegrade. That's what he said, yes. And, you know, he said, I, don't, I, I can't say for sure, but that's, Judging on, on stuff that he's dealt with, that's the estimation that he gave me this morning. And it just, he said it, just, it dissolved everything that it came in contact with. And that's an unknown, that's an unknown vol, uh, volatile contaminant, as well as, you know, it was very, very disturbing, you know, and they've been pumping these uh, unprecedented amounts of, I don't know, I think there are over 2 million gallons, possibly more, of this stuff into the Gulf. Yes. And especially down at 5,000 feet. I mean, it's just really disturbing. So... Based on those results, we went back, uh, we hooked up with some locals, and we, got, we took boats out into a number of different bays, inlet, marshes, and we took more samples from random areas, areas in which rumored reports of residents saying that they're hearing planes fly over at night, right around 9 p.m., and spraying. Mm-hmm. So we took samples there, and we sent those off probably about three days ago. So we're waiting on the results. We have all the different locations. We have the dates. Uh, Perdido Bay was one of them. Um, a number of different locations. And so we'll get those results back probably, I don't know, um, i say less than a week. We'll be sharing those. But one of the things I really want to do, um, we went to, uh, because I'm trying to find solutions that people are just, there's a dearth of information on what people can do about exposure to uh, this really bad air quality, which we'd like to go and do. For, I'd like to do one more trip there for two weeks, and I'd like to test the air quality in all four states along the Gulf Shores. Um, possibly, possibly in Texas as well. Um, and if anyone out there is willing to, uh, would like to help sponsor that, I could certainly, we could certainly use the help. But we went and did an interview in Dallas, Texas, with Dr. Ray. He's the CEO of Environmental Center in Dallas. I'll be posting the video probably uh, within 24 hours, and he's giving, uh, you know, residents and BP workers advice on what to do, what to do, and what not to do. For instance, if they get exposed, first of all, you know, how not to get exposed and then what to do to detox once you get exposed, all the symptoms, and talks about what possibly are, what's in the air, what people are breathing, what you can do in your homes to prevent you know, exposure. Very, very useful information. I think people are going to be, find really, really helpful. So it's not just 
identifying the problem, but how people can, how people can, uh, what people can do. Because we can't depend on the government, we can't depend on the EPA, and we certainly can't depend on BP. No, especially the EPA. They're not telling us anything. Oh, they're not telling us. It's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, yeah. And I actually, I sent over this detailed 12-page report to my contacts at CNN today, and they were very receptive on covering the story. And the problem is that the the lab technician uh, is very fearful of his uh, lab uh, BP coming after them. So of he's going to do a uh, sort of an off the record interview with CNN, and he's going to provide them with all the data. And he'll also we also have additional samples uh, that he still has that he'll send to other um, you know labs that will be willing to go public with this stuff. So we're doing everything we can to you know obviously identify the problem, let people know what they're being exposed to, what they can do. Um, uh, to detox from the stuff and prevent exposure from this. And one of the things that he was absolutely amazed of, and I'm absolutely amazed of, and I met with a bunch of BP workers off the record, and they're terrified to talk on camera, by the way. Of course, of course. Is they're not wearing masks. They're out there handling this stuff. Oh, and here's another thing. My God, I didn't tell you. I don't know if I told you this. Oh, I just wish I had more time in the day. But they're taking this, this toxic sludge. Okay, I don't know if you've seen any of the videos I've been posting. but Sure. Toxic sludge on all the beaches. They call them tar balls. Some of them are like more gooey. Some of them are a little harder with sand, but they're they're really nasty and they stink. And it's like peanut butter almost. Peanut butter exactly. But then they heat up in the hot sun and they kind of melt. They almost look mm-hmm. like melted hot chocolate. And they yeah. and the, and the odor in the sand reeks. By the way, what they're doing is they're they're sort of scraping the top surface and then they're putting fresh sand on it. So the sand is actually soaked a couple inches below the surface with oil. Oh. The vapors come up, and you can't can't really see it. People are just getting exposed. Some people smell it; other people don't smell it. But you know, um, people are not aware of this stuff, and so they're just lying there, lying on the beach, thinking that they're out of harm's way, and they're breathing in these vapors. And it's it's really really apparent. Really, and I actually did an interview with a BP worker. I have to disguise his face, but I'll be posting that up. And he talks about the methods they they use to clean up the beaches and how they scoop off the top layer, and then the rest of the stuff that was all gooey, they put fresh sand over the top of it. So that stuff's down there, just a few inches, and it heats up in the sun, and those vapors come right out, and people are breathing that stuff in without even knowing it. So it's just window dressing, basically. Just window dressing. So, so another thing is, is that the BP workers that I've been talking to said that there's a protocol if you come in contact with any of this stuff, and you have to strip your clothes right there on the beach. And I said, right there on the beach? He said, yeah, it happened to one of the guys when he was working. It, it, in other words, it's highly toxic and, and hazardous material that they're dealing with, obviously, and they recognize that. Obviously, they should be wearing masks, but they have to strip their clothes down immediately. They have to put it in a biohazard, like some sort of suit, put the suit on, and it soaks up the toxins out of their skin, and they do it immediately right there on the beach. So anyway, this is stuff that's like highly, highly toxic, hazardous waste. It gets put in these places, scoop it up, and they put it in these plastic bags, eight pounds per bag, and they put a double-layer bag, these industrial-strength plastic bags, and there's just Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of these bags in every state we went to. And I could not get a straight answer out of anyone as to where they were being disposed of. So we finally, my sister and I finally parked our car with one of these uh, dumps, dumpsters that was full to the rim with this nasty stuff. And we waited till the guy, the truck came. And literally the sun was just starting to set. And my sister looked at me and she's like, God, is this guy ever going to show up? We we're like contemplating giving another 15 minutes then we're going to kind of give up. And he showed up. So we followed him. And we followed him for miles. And we found the site. Okay, a site, uh, which I give the coordinates to one of my video. I get out of the car, I go to film, 
you know, the, the, the site. I don't actually enter the premise, but I go to film, and a police officer accosts me. Did you see that video? Of course, Order absolutely. The camera off, and like, you know, try to leave the camera rolling, try to get a straight end. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.